0: start that recording and start Holy shit, it was stream.
1: 5743 by the way. Fuck.
0: All right. Anyways, welcome to Horse and Around, a dumbass cast. I am your lovely host as always, Nick Mercadante, and with me today I have three other lovely guests if you'd like to introduce yourselves.
1: Who's first? That's you. God. Oh, uh, God I don't of
2: course, first.
1: Hey, <laughs> I was too busy being distracted by, you know, events occurring that existed. Anything, anything really at all. Uh, I'm Braden. Uh, you know, I'm friends with these people. I'm a piece of shit, as has already been beautifully demonstrated. And I'll pass the turn.
3: All right. <laughs> whoever
1: goes next.
3: Uh, I, I'm the future mayor of New York City. Uh, Andrew uh, Yang. You he heard it here first. No, put that name. Is that? Uh, i'm i'm a write-in candidate who will come out of nowhere <laughs> i'm the lisa murkowski of new york
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh god
2: that's and finally I, that's I'm in that case i am the disembodied voice from the void and also the president of the world uh sam yeager
0: oh you're the lizard folk that people keep talking about oh yeah i'm from the molten core of the earth the oh. molten city below that's, i see
1: um okay can you like uh please get me a one-way ticket to mars if you are in fact in control of everything can you see oh, that's that's
2: daddy musk i can't uh, uh, you don't have like a. you can't I like guess. you don't have a hookup yeah
0: no, he's not
3: no he's this like he's... out here pretending like musk ain't a lizard person
0: no see that's that's a common misconception actually see we we're talking with the leader the lizard person leader of of our planet but uh musk is actually an extra being he's come from another plane to inhabit it our be, world uh, know, that plane is
1: system. is the fucking meme <laughs> capital of the world i can tell you that like jesus <laughs> christ
0: did you guys see the G A
1: R E? Did you guys see the J R E podcast? Elon Musk. Anyone, no. Anyone watch that new one with uh, uh, the Oh new yeah, one? It came out like yesterday. I watched me, the whole me thing. Watch
3: Joe Rogan. <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> I, I only know. watch Joe Rogan if Neil deGrasse Tyson or Elon Musk are on Joe Rogan. I used mm-hmm. to watch every Joe Rogan episode, like literally all of them. Dude. And then coronavirus stuff started, and he started being like anti-vaccine. And I was like, all right, that's what you got to do. Like, <laughs> if
3: you're anti-vaccine.
1: my whole life it's been this way if you're anti-vaccine that's i i cancel you in my mind that's like (laughs) you can say some really offensive shit but if you try to get people not to take vaccines that's like you're murdering people
3: so yeah yeah sorry you you brought up neil degrasse tyson and my uh high school uh uh physics teacher got into a twitter fight with neil degrasse tyson while i was in the school that was hilarious uh my, my my uh my uh, physics teacher taught me a very important lesson which was hey just because someone's a scientist doesn't mean they know every you know different avenue of science yeah Mm -hmm. uh because because neil said something about like the weather and my physics uh teacher is a former meteorologist and like got his like master's in like you know the study of you know weather and all Mm -hmm. that Uh, and he was he He basically just was like neil you're fucking (laughs) wrong like that's not how the fucking weather works my guy that's awesome yeah it was uh it it was pretty funny because it was one of those things where like (laughs) i I can't even remember how the topic started i think i think we're just like yo uh neil degrasse tyson he's gonna do cosmos and then my my teacher was just like don't get me fucking started on neil degrasse tyson dude (laughs) i love cosmos i I
1: cry when i watch it i like good. i get brought to tears like (laughs) Like, this is so
0: hopeful and so many people risk their lives for science That's
3: lesson. literally how I respond. Did,
0: so time. did Neil did Neil back down or
3: did he stand his ground and
0: oh. and they went imagine
3: being it. Neil deGrasse Tyson backing down.
0: <laughs> you could not be to. Neil, I suppose. Could, yeah, it could not be Neil. Has it ever happened in history.
1: <laughs> sub Neil. That's a, that's some sub Neil behavior.
0: <laughs> we only have the Alpha Neil. So <laughs> Good Lord. Oh it God. was it's interesting that you specified, Braided that you only watch Rogan... If Neil or Musk is Elon on, Musk. has that has that happened multiple times? Have both of them? Yeah, appeared? those are like two yeah, of the most
1: they've common... Yeah, they've both yeah, been, yeah. been on at they've
2: least been three been times. The
0: fuck! I didn't realize he yeah. just had that kind of pull. Are they? Just, they just hang out? Uh, well, Joe Rogan is like
2: every human being Joe... on the planet, man. Joe he... Rogan is
1: like legitimately one of the most like influential people in media, he's like of all of them. It's fucking crazy. Any... Yeah,
0: his it's fucked are...
1: up. Like today, yeah. someone posted that he came out and said he's not taking the vaccine. And I was like, that's okay. so, like, Joe Rogan can oh. Oh, say oh, stuff. Did Joe like, Rogan's like, killing him! playing, playing basketball or yeah. something. Oh, Like, you could say, like, some really weird shit about, like, trans people playing basketball, and I'll be like, yikes. Mm-hmm. But if you tell people not to get take vaccines, that's, like, actual murder. That's, like, <laughs> thousands of people dying. Like, he has the kind of influence where, like, Oh, that just killed someone. He, down the line. I don't know how, yeah. how many people down? I don't know. But someone didn't get the vaccine because he said that. Someone out yeah. there. Yeah. And then they killed someone. And so We
0: we give like, celebrities too much power to, to be like, you know what, this celebrity told me to use bleach as as a as a vaccine. So I'm gonna I mean, do that now.
1: Like I live in Philly, right? And mm-hmm. there's like a really large African American community. I know most cities, but in Philly, there especially is. And uh, the local news network has been working with like famous African American celebrities to like make sure that the African American community in Philly uh, gets vaccinated because there's a lot of like um, anxiety and distrust in the African American community with doctors. about vaccines,
0: right? Yeah, about vaccines
1: and and other things. That's like where it's good, right? Like that's where like celebrity can be used. Influence can be used. But this is the exact opposite of that. <laughs> um, or Jim Carrey coming out and say autism causes or uh, autism's caused by vaccines. Like,
0: no, not Jim. I was like, Come on. Yeah, he's like, We're he's you, like uh,
1: one of the biggest. He's like, his kids have autism, and he says it's because of vaccines. Like, he's legit one of the biggest anti vaxxers
0: Imagine like, your own fucking child has autism, and you're like, yes, you know, having as much experience with autism as literally having to take care and raise an autistic child. You know what? it's bill gates bill gates and the vaccines
2: did it to to be fair though uh i think that it's more no 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 no. i'm not going there but to be (laughs) fair though it's more likely that you're going to like if you if you have a kid who is autistic who is a child like a a baby right and it's hard to really tell that they're autistic at that stage and they show more signs of, of of autism as they grow uh you would be more likely to blame something that isn't you. Oh, that's why even though it's genetic, yeah. right? Like it's for no, sure why he did it, right? There, there is a reason why yeah, your kid has autism. You're it's more because people
1: are irrational, them. but right. we should hold people accountable for their irrationality, Right. It's yeah. irrational to be racist. Obviously we can all look at that and be like, yeah, that's that irrational to think all people act a certain way because of the color of their skin. Uh, it's our job to point that out and be like, hey, that's really fucking rational behavior. And actually, that's very dangerous behavior. Uh, yeah. No, Jim Carrey's just super famous. And so people are like, oh, yes, Jim Carrey must know. Jim Carrey about knows this. all.
3: Yeah. I, when, I think, when I think about medical professionals, I should trust it's the guy who s- opened a movie by coming out of a rhino's asshole. <laughs> <laughs> He's the expert. You know, He's the expert. That's
0: who I trust. <laughs> Um, you know, before we started, we, we got immediately sidetracked, but the, uh, uh, the question was posed earlier about, um, Braden, you, you were, uh, for, for people who don't know, Braden is in fact a dabbler in, in magic. Uh, he, he plays some from time to time.
3: You mean like a wizard?
0: Yeah. 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 Did yes. that kind of magic. Yes. Um, and, uh, you know, he's, he's got his own, you got your own like show about it, right? You do, yeah. I have a YouTube channel. Magic
1: stuff. I talk about magic. I have like 2,000 subscribers, so that, that's obviously not a very big show, but that's like enough. Like, I have a Patreon that people support me on, yeah. Uh, that's income to pay for my magic cards and other equipment I need. So, yeah, like, um, uh, I'm, I'm a judge, so I, I do events. I'm giving a judge talk at a judge conference in a couple weeks. Uh, it's, mm-hmm. it's all digital now, just so yeah. people know. but uh, so yeah, like, I'm pretty active in magic and sure. uh, people yeah. who like. You know, I, I'd say I'm at a point now where like there's the people who make magic, and then like the next degree of separation is like the people who make things about magic, and then there's mm-hmm. the degree of separation is people that know people who make who, people who know people who know people who make magic. Mm-hmm. I'm at that point. <laughs> uh, so, like, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm friends with some people who are pretty involved in magic, but uh, yeah. for the most part, I'm I'm kind of just like a community person.
0: Yeah, but suffice so, yeah. to say, you're you're pretty involved. Um, and I mean. I you you have you have tried to sell me on it I think at least once if, if not more than once I think you've you've maybe tried to sell a lot of people on it um but you're, you're uh, very yes. into it and I I am just personally curious how you came to to know sure. about this this game and so, get so involved in it I played
1: Yu-Gi-Oh and I had Pokemon cards as a kid I think mm-hmm. most people did yeah uh then I was like my parents made me sell them and that happened and you know then at some point like I, for me personally like i have a lot of internalized uh like this is for babies or this is for girls or this is like i have a lot of those things i think a lot of people have that but for me that's like an especially strong thing like i sure. as an adult i've like tried to like get over that like i didn't watch anime because i was like anime is for fucking weird people now i love anime i have a fucking anime tattoo right right so like
0: <laughs> how the turns animals
1: um, well yeah that's the moral of this story really uh so i'm in high school and we, I'm in a gaming club. We play video games. We play like uh a lot of Nintendo stuff and there's like a some Warhammer people and some War Machine people. Um so that's like a thing that's happening. And uh one day like I see some people playing Yu-Gi-Oh at a the theater club I'm in and I'm like oh fuck these fucking Yu-Gi-Oh kids. Fucking Yu-Gi-Oh uh, baby kids. And James. they were the weird they were the weird kids. In our mm-hmm. theater and theater was already weird kids so for the be the weird kid in a weird kids group you were kind of already a little <laughs> extra advanced um, advanced is a good word yeah
2: and uh
1: <laughs> so yeah then i so i saw that and then like one of my friends started playing and i was like dude what the fuck are you doing like, dude i'm gonna this?
0: have to, i'm losing a friend today bro yeah
1: like yeah basically <laughs> i feel like i was and so then like two or three people were playing magic and i was like what the fuck is this?" Like, you guys are fucking high schoolers. Like, why are you playing these kids', kids games? And, uh, and they all started doing that. That was like, what they would do? They'd hang out and do that thing. And I was like, I'm losing my friends. Like, this is so fucking stupid. But I really don't want to lose my friends. Like, I didn't have any friends in middle school. And then all of a sudden, I had a lot of friends in high school. And all these friends I had were playing Magic. So I was like, fuck, I guess I have to play Magic. Yeah. So I played my first game at this gaming club. I, sit, I basically get there. I'm like, all right, teach me this fucking game.
0: whip your dick out throw it on the table yeah teach me how to play this fucking game right now
1: uh, yeah like so i played my first game and there's like a planeswalker which is like one of those complicated cards in the game so that was very confusing but it was like when you like played chess for the first time like you might be like i played chess for the first time in years recently and i was playing again right and like oh i see there's more to this game than i'm playing right yeah and so for magic it was very similar like ah i can see like this is a resource management game Oh, I can see there's interaction here. Oh, I can see there's a lot more layers to this. And yeah. so that's like what really hooked me was like the, the layers I realized, of the game. I realized there a... were layers, and yeah. like I could focus on this and become obsessed with it, and I would get really good at it. And so I did that. I became obsessed. <laughs>
0: um, oh, I can so yeah. I can min max this shit, and then you just went well, to yeah, that's it how it. I
1: do everything, right? Like I don't really have self control. I just if i enjoy something i just do it until i
0: To put it in a kind of way you don't half-ass anything but yes perhaps you don't have oh i half-ass a
1: lot (laughs) a lot or i just don't do it but the things i do do i i become obsessive over and so magic is the thing i think the thing people misunderstand about magic is it's like eight or nine games that have a similar rule set Mm -hmm. and so like once you've min-maxed one of them you can just move on to the next one and then move on to the next one. and move on you, to the next one. Do you and,
0: mean like different build types constitute sort of different games within themselves? Or do you just mean like there are no, so many there's so mechanics? No, there's like literally like
1: I have like there's standard, and so that's cards only legal within the last like two years. Then there's uh, modern the last okay. like ten years. Then there's pioneer, the last six years. There's legacy, the entire history of magic, twenty-five years. Then there's vintage, which doesn't really have a ban list, it has a limit list, like a restricted list. You only play one card, uh, of, of some cards, but like uh otherwise there's no list. and there's commander which is multiplayer then there's competitive commander which is multiplayer but like the high, only like the best cards are, are and so they, what i got into the
0: other modes of magic not multiplayer i'm, I'm a little no they're all I...
1: 1v1 they're all heads up
0: oh you mean chess. more than 1v1 and when you say multiplayer yeah yeah okay
1: yeah so like i played competitive commander which is four players so imagine like chess with four players but not like mm. shitty it's like uh There's a lot of, like, and that's, like, what I, the rabbit hole I went down eventually was, um, because, like, when four people come to the table, there's, like, it's, like, a great mix of problems, right? Like, there's a great talk by Todd Howard about uh, when he's talking about Fallout 3, and he's talking about how, like, Fallout 3 is a good game because uh, when you die, you don't, you, like, don't blame it on the game, you blame it on yourself, and Magic's very similar to that. Uh, but Magic also has this thing when you play multiplayer Magic, you don't blame the game, you blame your opponent. Does that make sense? And so now it's even more toxic, and like, and, and <laughs> like the the snowball is even bigger because like you can choose to blame yourself, and in some situations it's correct too. But then sometimes it isn't your fault, and so you're like, ah, you know what? I I didn't have control in that situation, which makes the game even more addicting because like you when do you, you want to blame yourself, you do.
0: control? like well it's like harder. when
1: you want to blame yourself and you're in the mood for self-improvement you blame yourself and when you're not in the mood for self-improvement and you just want to play some games you just blame your opponent and like that's not necessarily healthy but like that is like very addictive uh because mm. you get to control like who's at fault and yeah. so um yeah that's a lot of fun
0: how long did it take you to like they, like that seems like something that you've had time to self-reflect on to realize that that's how it works like how did you just realize that when Todd Howard did his talk, or like, did no, you that's to like one that? of my favorite
1: game design things he's ever said, uh, okay. like anyone's ever said. And I, I, I think about games a lot. Um, I think, I think it's just like an ever-evolving thing. Like, why do I love this thing? It's like, ah, I realized something I love about this today, and then maybe two weeks from there, and I'll, I'll think, oh, I, this is something I love about this that I, I didn't realize before. I think to me, I think the best part about it is probably the fact that like I'm in the format I enjoy playing the most was not popular when I started playing it. There might have been like a few thousand people playing it. And now there's probably like tens or maybe even hundreds of thousands of people playing it. And so that like to go from being part of thousands to like hundreds of thousands is uh, you have a very distinct advantage in terms of like your ability to like use clout (laughs) and also like (laughs) At the same time, just like you, just know things, and you can teach people things, and you're also always on the bleeding edge because you just have more information usually than most people. When yeah. something's growing so fast, and if you were there in the beginning, you just have this information advantage. And sure, the people who came in a year after you have caught up, but like the thing is, is like twice as many people entered two years later, and then three, like ten times as many people entered four years later, right? right? And so like you just have this huge information advantage, and yeah. uh, that means that you like you're you're the person who's like you and like other people are the people who are making advancements and yeah. that's really cool too like yeah. being like you, you, oh, you get I'm to the take advantage of the
0: fact that you are a trailblazer you were you were to to not yeah, overuse the phrase you you were there before it was cool so yeah i was to... and
1: like i remember i had to go i would i would like i like like a fucking uh uh what's the word i'm looking for like uh i would go from store to store in philly and teach people about this format and Like, like, a, like a missionary. From, yes, exactly. Like, so have you heard before, the good
3: though. word of coming?
1: Yeah, <laughs> I did. And, and so, like, the cool thing is, is, like, and I would travel around the country, right, just for, like, vacations and stuff, and I'd mm-hmm. meet people and introduce the format to people. And so it's, like, <laughs> I I did that. But it also means, is, like, I know a lot of people. Like, I, yeah. I've just met You've so many people along the way at so many different events, and people, like, know me from that. Um, and I was there so early that, like, people will... People yeah. I taught will teach other people, and then through them, they'll know who I am. Yeah, uh, which is like a really interesting thing to have. Yeah. So, like, that's not why I got into it, but like, why is it that I spend so much time today? It's I mean, that's part of it. Right. Also, like, I'm giving a judge conference on this thing, on this topic of like competitive commander. Mm-hmm. I, that's like what my judge conference topic is about. And judges are super knowledgeable, but like, the thing I have knowledge about. Was niche, and so yeah. a lot of people who have been playing Magic as long as I have, they were focused on something else. And then the thing that I was focused on has become much less niche. And so I have information that people who know a lot about the game should know about that wasn't important to know about when I learned it. Right. So that's also interesting. I should probably stop though, because my food's about yeah, to get. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but this, uh,
0: you're, you're good. I, uh, this is exactly what I was, I was hoping to hear. It was a really interesting story, and I think, I think it's personally like very cool that you have. Like, you've had this history where you, like you were saying, you've taught people who, based on the knowledge you passed on to them, are now able to pass it on to other people. I don't know. That seems like some intrinsically, uh, we're all, we're all like, I feel like humans are always obsessed with like, you know, being able to leave behind some kind of legacy. And like... In some small way, that is a legacy, right? You know, you've yeah. you've you've passed on this knowledge and and helped it sort of grow, even if only like a small bit, which is really. My cool. biggest
1: le- legacy is actually I moderate the CDH. CDH is like the name of the format. Uh, CDH Facebook group, which has like I think 15,000 people in it probably, and when I got in there, it was like two to four thousand, and I took over it around then. And I just started banning people, like, aggressively. Like, I just, like, (laughs) first we must purge.
0: First we must purge. That's what I did. I
1: purged. And the format started exploding as I purged it. Like, uh, or the Facebook group did. Because, like, there are people who just aren't interested in, in good discussion and learning. And when you remove those people, you're left with people who are. (laughs) <laughs> and then those people make the environment more welcoming. And then when you constantly tell people like, "Hey, like if you act this way, we're gonna remove you," and then we remove people who act that way. And then when people come in, they see people being like, "Hey, if you're a dick, you're gonna get kicked out." Those yeah. people self-report. They like report behavior they don't like because now they've been told that that behavior isn't allowed. Yeah, it's You've like a conditioned self, um, it. yeah. And so like a lot of people use that Facebook group again, like over over ten thousand, maybe fifteen thousand people. And so that's like. That's probably my biggest legacy, actually, is just that um, that group and making that group much less toxic. Like, there was a day where Magic banned all the racist cards. Like, there were racist cards in Magic. <laughs> yeah, right. Like,
0: I remember there was, hearing
1: about there was that. A card, there was a card that had, like, KKK members on it. Yep. It was pretty fucked up, and it was done by a Nazi, a neo-Nazi, the art. Um, and the, the card number was, was there's, like, some number. It's, like, 1847 Four, or something.
0: 1488, or, I think is the... It, the
1: card number was 1488. Like that oh, was the actual. God, are you card shitting number. me? Yeah, it was. Wow, uh, there's like so there's like
0: layers of advanced like coding. Oh yeah, like
1: that. And it's, there was someone working at Watsi who was a fucking neo-Nazi
0: and. Like 90s, what? Yeah, and, like how long ago was that when the car that was went 1994? into circuit? Okay, so like. So like it was still pretty in covert. the 90s, but like. Yeah, in the in the 90s,
1: that would be like very covert, and so there yeah. was definitely a neo-Nazi working at at Watsi, allowing this to happen. Um. And now there, hopefully isn't. Hopefully that person isn't working there anymore. But, um, yeah, so, like, that had to happen. I didn't know that was the right thing to do. They got rid of those cards. They banned yeah. them. And uh, they, uh, that caused a huge stir-up. And anyone who, like, had a problem with it, I just banned them. I banned, like, 80 <laughs> people in one day. Oh, and then the, the group, like, doubled in size. Bro, but
0: my deck relies on racism, bro. Come on. Yeah, like... The cards didn't see any
1: play. They were bad usually. There was like one card that was good. I had never, I, I owned it at one point. I was the only person I ever knew who played it. Uh, I I didn't play it because it was racist. I played <laughs> it because it had like a niche effect. But yeah, And, yeah, and like the thing that is,
2: that role like it's not like it's no. the only card that has that effect. It's the only
1: card with that effect, but it's such a niche effect. It'd be like I don't know. Like it was a uh, counter creatures that caught that if a if a if if a player plays a creature that is not of the same color as your creature, counter it unless they pay its cost again. So the idea is it was literally a card about racism. Like that was like the actual, oh, like it was not. Yeah, I see. Like <sighs> the, 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 the color idea, like, Oh, oh if it's not different. the same color, um, Woo! It, and it had ghosts on it.
0: Oh, oh. sure. Sure. Yeah. Oh no. Uh, uh, so it wizard, was, it was, you know, some,
1: some
2: kind of a uh, wizard or dragon. In the
1: background <laughs> like uh, there were, there were ghost houses that were on fire.
2: <laughs> yeah, it <that> was <laughs> great. <laughs> it was really not good.
1: Um, uh, yeah, it was yikes. Yeah. So, um, All can right, you, like, uh, my food's almost here. Okay. Oh, wait.
0: We can, we can oh, talk about good. some other stuff while you go grab it. But yeah, thank you, thank you for, for enlightening us. I, I personally have always been, you know, interested. And I feel like you've probably told me this story in some version before, but I think it's cool to share it because oh, I think it is a delayed? cool story.
1: I, I don't know. I'll figure it out in a second. Um, but yeah, I, so I, but one thing I want to say, make sure is uh, yeah, like the group doubled in size like a week later. So, like, yeah. that was because there were of a whole bunch of people who thought our group was filled with racists. <laughs> That's <laughs> why they weren't in it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and there were women who didn't want to join because they thought it was filled with. Um, because it was. You know, and then you banned them. Because it, it was. And then, like, I posted on Twitter, like, hey, we just banned 80 people for this reason. And all the people join, they in size Uh, because like on Facebook, once people start joining your group, like if you get 50 people just cold calling, joining your group, you start getting suggested to other Uh, people. The algorithm steps in. Yeah. So like it just like blew up after that. Yeah. Yeah. So good shit. Yeah. Like when I started, we had maybe six people request to join a day. Now it's like 30. It's just crazy. So yeah, that's probably my biggest legacy. Yeah,
0: that's, that's great one. to hear, man. That's good shit. Yeah. Um, I did note when you were uh, talking about like your your origin story, the you were saying your friends were uh, playing some Warhammer stuff, and um, Jacob did actually add a topic about Warhammer. Was there something you wanted to say on the matter?
3: <laughs>
0: I like Warhammer. Woo!
3: <laughs> Uh, that's, I'm
1: a, that's the only hobby more expensive than magic
3: yes uh, i'm aware i am not i'm not into the tabletop warhammer i mean uh, uh i i i i only really start i'm a big fan of the total war series mm-hmm. and they made total war warhammer one and i was like eh, but i like historical total war I, I won't get that into it uh and then uh, i like kind of ignored total war warhammer one and then total war warhammer 2 came out and it was like Yo, look at all this fucking cool shit we got. We got the lizard people, we got the rat people, we got <laughs> the elves, and I was like, uh damn, this looks kind of cool. Uh and then that shit set me like also I i followed content creators that have always been like tangentially involved in Warhammer, uh mm-hmm. like I, I guess my technical first like interaction with Warhammer goes back to my Blood Bowl days, uh, uh for those who don't know, Blood Bowl is a a side spin-off game. With all of the races and lore of Warhammer, oh but, is that the but it's football a football
0: one? game? Oh <laughs> shit, off. I had Blood no idea. Fucking
3: rules. I, I did... love Blood Bowl 2. They're making Blood Bowl three with the updated mechanics so that throwing teams aren't ass anymore. Uh but uh <laughs> okay. but uh yeah th- that's what kind of got me into it uh and i just like the design uh I, the the it's more popular cousin which is warhammer 40k is like mm. a sci-fi rendition of some of the ideas mainly uh some of some of the ideas from like fantasy warhammer but this time it's you know way off in the future you yeah. gotta deal with the mechanicus and all this fucking space crusade bullshit yeah uh, but I, they... I like my fantasy warhammer <laughs> i like i like when uh, the High Council of Rats comes to meet together, and they're like, mm, how can we improve our food supply? Uh, and I'm like, yes. Uh, <laughs> I uh,
1: I got to go. I'll okay. see you okay, all okay. in a bit. All, all right, right. I come back, I might not. I have work at five, so that's why.
0: Okay. okay. I'll see you all, right. all right.
3: Well,
1: thank you. Thank, thank you, Brayden. Right
3: Either way. Love thank you guys. I right. love you, man. too. You. Uh, but um, yeah, uh, I, I like... Uh, the total warhammer series is what got me into warhammer a lot more you know i like all the like weird chaos shit of like there is like basically the plot of of warhammer is there's basically like a uh a like plane filled with nothing but fucking demons and like the worst shit imaginable that is just constantly like let's get into earth and fuck it up (laughs) Bro, right, they just uh, want to expand. They just want to expand their real estate. Just yeah, let them they, in. They want to expand. I mean, it's pretty funny. A, a lot of the demons also just like fucking with shit. Like I, I like they're that like type more like phase and five E where where they're just like I am the evil demon of lust and pleasure, and I just like fucking with people, both metaphorically and physically. <laughs> uh, but it's just one of those. I, I don't know. I got like it, it's also one of those things where. I like looking at very cool sets of miniatures all played out on a table. That is
2: the thing about Warhammer that appeals yes. to me the most is the miniatures. I love that. I love that. That's the best
3: part of Warhammer, all the miniatures. It's so
2: <laughs> cool. I fucking love it. The oh, It's just so good. All war, all war tabletop gaming. And then, yeah. like,
0: I mean, that's how D&D got started, right? Like Gygax and his buddies were doing like a more traditional uh war sort of battlefield simulation thing mm-hmm. with a bunch of minis on the field and then as they just kept playing they were like well what if we focus on like more uh, a more specific and zoomed in set of troops and, and stuff yep. like that and then D was mean, born i look
3: t- tabletop activities have gone back for like centuries like yeah yeah as yeah, soon right. as someone was like what if i put this thing on a table and i say it does something then people are like oh fuck we did it boys yeah,
0: fucking... Uh, I'm looking at these minis, and they are dope as hell. A lot yeah. of them are 40k ones, because I think people really like the fucking
3: For, blue yeah, space marines yeah. boys. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's it's that's why different. I said, uh, 40k is the more popular cousin in the Warhammer universe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even though like they, they share some things, like green skins, which are orcs, uh, basically, both exist and humans, of course, both exist in Warhammer proper and the 40k universe. Uh, but and they have like somewhat parallels to each other, but at the end they they're very different. Yeah,
0: uh, is the premise that 40k is just the distant future of Total War Warhammer, or I actually don't. I actually don't know if that's true off the top. The Warhammer. I... So the the thing
2: about uh, it's all Games Workshop is the uh, yeah. people that make it, and Games Workshop just fucking told any. It's the same way that they got Blood Bowl, right? They Games Workshop just licensed it to any person who had any idea at all. So there are so many spinoffs and uh, variations and things that are... The canon is not really real. Uh, yeah. okay. I mean, there is, obviously, within each spin off franchise, there's a canon of that world, but like... Right they're all so different and it's hard to, I don't think there's a cohesive canon between any of them. Like yeah. they keep, they keep the, the
0: yeah, they keep the reins loose and they let people do what they want, which I mean, yeah, it, seems like a pretty like, good design philosophy because it's working.
3: I mean, it's, it's kind of like how, you know, uh, Star Wars worked back in the, like, the George Lucas Wild West days where like, you know, right. some guy off the street would walk up to George and be like, hey, George, I want to write this book. And George is like, uh, do whatever you want. <laughs> uh, <and> they <that laughs> need kind of the stuff. royalties I, and you can put Han Solo in your fucking fanfic. <laughs> uh, so so I, I have an official answer on that. Uh, so it is not a continuity of the settings. Okay, It is just supposed to be what if warhammer was in space i see uh, which is fair but it, it, there's fine. no actual through line because humans they come from earth mm-hmm. but regular like fantasy warhammer is actually just earth like it is literally the city like it has a north america a south america <laughs> and africa a europe and an asia and then there's atlantis <laughs> in the middle of oh
2: the, okay it's, it's different it's totally it's it's definitely not yeah we we swear
3: we didn't just copy this off a regular map of earth we we promise look when you're trying to make a whole ass around africa looks a little different uh north america is a little bit more squashed down and colder than it usually is oh wait actually uh it looks the exact same we just had it upside down (laughs) looks like this is the world
0: Look, when you're trying to make a whole ass rpg sometimes you just gotta say fuck
3: it we're just ripping the
0: world map and yeah but they
3: added a giant donut in the middle of the atlantic it's totally different there you go it's
0: different. It really totally different there you go um the the minis though are reminding me and i i definitely sympathize with you guys i, I love these minis and i love minis in general but um i got this dinky ass uh like babies i i guess it could be considered like baby's first warhammer or something called hero Um, which was a, like a tabletop, uh, I I don't even know what to describe it as. Like you had these stat cards and there were like, uh, these dice that you'd use to attack each other with, but it was like, you would build these, basically the the whole draw of it was that you would get this big box that was like the starter set, uh, and it would come with a bunch of, uh hexagonal tiles that you could put together to make your own sort of battle maps and then it came with a bunch of the whole and then like the the story was like all of these heroes from different universes get pulled into this eternal battlefield or something sort of this like was
2: like the best war game like pre-boxed war game you mm-hmm. can get that's pretty in good in that era it's so fucking good it's yeah i mean it, it is you're right it's babies first it's not it's not as complex as a lot of the other you know systems
0: but, but for for a kid my age that shit was plenty complex enough right cool, like cool. it was cool. it was still fucking advanced as hell the new, there's a kickstarter and i can't remember the name of the kickstarter
2: so i'm not gonna be able to say what it is but there's a kickstarter that has a very similar look and feel where all of the parts are 3d printable so you can oh. do all of them, but all 3d printed
0: that's uh, fucking hot bad, dude bad. holy shit yeah, I, I've got an image that's sort of... It's very small, so its I'm, I'm trying to make it as visible as I can, but it's showing, like, all the different parts and stuff. And I think the, the rulebook actually came with, like, two versions of how to play the game, one being more complicated than the other. Um, so, like, you if you really needed to, to, like, go to baby mode, you could do it, um, which was nice. And, like... But, yeah, they have all these cool figures. There's, like, mech warriors. There's, like, weird hell-spawn zombie things. There's just a fucking World War Two soldier with a Gatling gun and a katana, because that's just cool. Uh, <laughs> and then there's a dragon and shit like that. Um, and so it just reminded me of that and it brought me back. I actually, I, I when I moved into my new place, I had the starter set with me because I just brought it from home. Um, but I just hadn't played it in years, so I, I actually got it... Uh, sold it, like, through Facebook to some guy in Rochester, um, who him and his son have been, like, doing, or were doing sessions, uh, and they just wanted to add more, like, tiles to their collection and stuff, so it was nice to be able to pass it on and know that somebody was still getting, you know,
3: good use out of it. Um, but yeah, so. I'm trying to find this classic Warhammer story about a guy who won, uh, his game before the start of combat—it's so good. Like what? I remember the whole details. It's literally there is this guy. There is a Warhammer tournament going on, and there is this guy <laughs> who had who had a uh, a uh, a uh, like a. Uh, there are certain types of units that you can like basically deploy at any entrance way into the map. Yeah, and so like it was very basically scout units. So basically, instead of deploying his units he would keep them all in reserve which means Mm. he doesn't place them out onto battlefield yeah uh and that would mean his opponent would have to set up all of his care his units first Mm. and so he could then he could then immediately deploy all these units like and because they were scout units you could technically like i said deploy them anywhere and deploy them rapidly uh where he just like So that he could basically just see enemies position, surround them, kill them, fall back, go back in. So this guy placed his units all around. So this guy basically had free reign to deploy his units on the map. So he placed it like equidistant to each other all around the edge of the map, which meant he which meant he instantly won because his opponent couldn't deploy any of his units because his units needed a certain amount of space to come onto the map for (laughs) so the distance between the units he had was the like the exact amount that was like the maximum he could do Mm -hmm. and so he won without even like before the game even technically started so (laughs) that that is the that's the counter to the uh shithead uh
2: Reserved, you yeah, yeah. guerrilla warfare tactic, mm. right?
0: Yeah, which That's... good counter, well, well done, you know. <laughs> to, uh, you, you could not even enter sir. the map. <laughs> That's crazy. That's like the in, in mechanics involved in that seems like it's it's interesting to suss that out to figure out like, hey, wait a minute, basically, I will just end the game yeah. now. Goodbye. I mean, it's
3: kind of it's kind of what Braden was talking about with magic, where it's like, you know you like this thing because you spend a lot of investment like figuring stuff out like that where it's like uh, almost like a puzzle you have to solve in real time
0: yeah you're getting enjoyment like the learning experience is enjoyable and so since there's so much to learn you just get hooked because you keep learning new stuff and then you eventually master it i yeah yeah, i would say i'm not
3: there yet though i i I don't have enough free time to be at that point and that's why i'll probably stick to you know i don't have enough friends to
0: to you know
2: get to that point but you know it is it's a it's a very cool world i do like it a lot
0: something you can way, yeah. appreciate from afar until <sighs> yeah really the world is less on the, fire the one thing
3: i do appreciate about the the warhammer well the warhammer 40k it's a little bit more complete but in, in like warhammer original
0: the,
3: like the different each of the different like races in that world feel so uniquely different mm-hmm. even though like yeah all right the bretonians who are the french are still like humans compared to the empire which is just like yeah basically the holy roman empire equivalent uh but you know they still all feel so unique uh where like the the empire just is like i said like the holy roman empire just is so fucking busy with its fucking infighting all the time but the bretonians are like just a bunch of french people who are like dedicated to honor and they're like i gotta go fight something just give me something to fight uh, <laughs> and i just i just like all that i like how you know the those lizard men aren't you know your standard like bonk go to dumb lizard brain jail they're like an actual like weird deeply embedded culture based around like studying you know the stars and also you know just like this weird this this mix of sort of like religious hierarchy along with uh you know actual technological advancement and, and the rats the rats you 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 play the rats and you're like ah these rats are dumb they only care about eating but the answer is, is that they care about eating so much that they will fucking <laughs> discover anything in order to achieve that the rats invents nukes <laughs> The, yeah, I feel like I've heard about these rats before. These the rats just go bomb. to fucking
0: insane lengths, even just for like the dumbest goals. What was no? I think I might have actually been hearing about the orcs. Where the orcs yes, in yes,
3: the the well, that's a different thing because because I think orcs, that's a forty like, k The orcs in regular Warhammer just like fighting so much that they're really good at it. Mm-hmm. Like they're just like I I don't give up. F- I just gotta kill something. Yeah, uh, but 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 there there's a classic running st- thing in Warhammer forty k, which is the joke that the orcs are objectively the strongest faction uh, like the strongest race in 40k lore because the orcs are able to do things by just believing that they're going. oh to yeah happen. yeah
0: that was it yeah, yeah
3: yeah like they believe their gun will fire even though they have no idea what a fucking <laughs> like how it works or like what pulling a trigger yeah. means. They don't, like, they
0: don't they don't design guns that actually work man.
3: like they don't design guns that should work but because they believe the guns will work they work yeah. So there, there's, like, a, a a joke that, like, th- basically the emperor of the, basically the, the you know, em- of, the, of the empire, mm-hmm. all, he he's basically, like, immortal, but no one can really, like, th- there's a lot of, like, convoluted shit around that and why he won't die. But but the joke is, is that the real reason the emperor won't die is because the orcs keep believing they have to fight him. So his existence continues based off the psychic energy of the orcs alone. And you are like, oh, my fucking <laughs> god so the
0: the orcs are just super fucking my like they have amazing psychic powers that they just
3: don't even realize they're using (laughs) and and even if they found out they probably like they don't even once again i i I know the surface level so maybe they if they found out they would care but like it's one of those things where like they're too busy being like oh fight Uh, that that like it it doesn't matter like it's they just gotta they're they're the basically the mad max faction for the yeah most
0: part. yeah yeah got the got that fury road shit going on there yeah which honestly you know not a bad life
3: you know uh, if, and it, they got, if it works it works in regular warhammer they got the paunch who's one of the best characters in fantasy history in my opinion he's he's a goblin who ate uh who like ate part of a troll but oh, trolls I... regenerate yeah so it re it started regenerating inside of his body. Mm -hmm. And so he had to basically just continue eating to grow his size (laughs) so that the troll shit in his stomach wouldn't kill him. And eventually it got to the point where it stopped killing him, but he was, he just became like a fucking massive troll, (laughs) Uh, not troll, but a goblin. And he just like goes around on his fucking chariot with his boys uh, right he's oh, yeah. super he's uh, super
0: fat right he's like he's just yeah, yeah, like he's super rede- fat
3: and he fucking loves cooking uh <laughs> and it's fucking great uh and uh and he just has uh, a troll uh, inside of him that's just chilling well it's not like a fully fledged troll but like there, like there's regenerative troll flesh inside of his stomach yeah i see <laughs> Uh like he just he just roams around the fucking desert looking for that fucking elf he wants to kill uh it's so like
0: honestly i can relate they're called the the orcs
3: call themselves the boys they use their their tech this is in not only is this like regular warhammer lore, but in the actual total warhammer game they don't have a tech tree they have they have a tree of uh of things to learn called big thinking uh And it's fucking great. I love orcs and Warhammer so much. They're so oh, fucking
0: good. Oh, to be a Warhammer orc and to just have big, big thinking. Big sessions. thinking. Oh my god. Um, you, you keep talking. You really like these rats, though. It seems like uh, fucking. The rats like,
3: are cool. Uh, they're they're the vermintide. They yeah, that's why like that. Kind of, of, have like if you played you, the yeah, vermintide You played Warhammer like yeah, the vermintide I mean, that's, series exactly. It's been off yeah they, they, they're doing vermintide and they're gonna do dark tide and i'll actually learn something about 40k lore uh but but like yeah vermintide it, the rats are just like mm, what what do we like we like money and we like food and we like hoarding those things for ourselves that's 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 our whole thing and basically yeah. if you're if that, you're not a, me. T-
2: In a nutshell i
3: thought <laughs> it it but but they also have like a hierarchy where it's like if you're a top rat you actually get to like try and get those things if you're anywhere below top rat you're just fucking dead it's fucking <laughs> up. your job is to go die so that the other rats can go eat and have money and you know all that other shit yeah it's but they evil. have a it's whole a
2: rat, eat rat world
3: <laughs> yeah it's a rat eat rat world they the rats have a whole secret rat society of a council that rules over the rat realm The Council of Giant Rats
0: that make all of the rules.
3: I'm trying to remember the exact name of the council. Just just Google Council of Giant Rats. That's what I'm doing. Yes, (laughs) of course. The Council of the Thirteenth, known as the Lords of Decay, uh, which are always 12 in number because the 13th is for the Horned Rat, which is the Sacred Rat God. Uh Uh, It's it's fucking cool. The Skaven are fucking wild. They all have like different like you know specializations uh you know they've all got cool names like the night lord sneak and warlord crack doom claw oh hell yeah cool. is he on crack no uh oh Damn sorry it. cratched doom claw he's ah, the I leader see. of clan rictus uh you got warlord uh nod nodwell uh you got seer lord uh quick cr- clislick yeah, they're just all fucking they all speak in like fucking rat language it's like oh uh, what is uh, rat language sound like is it just a bunch of skittering like uh i'm, I'm gonna pull up uh some rat dialogue from warhead oh no stuff. oh man um oh uh, i i almost forgot i forgot about the fucking pirates Warhammer 2 has uh, the the pirate lords who are a bunch of undead guys who go around oh, the fucking
0: sea. Oh wait wait wait, wait. is it is it rad. in 40 is it in Warhammer where the pirates when they get to land the the ships just have legs or something Yes the, the, oh the, my the, God. Their, their
3: ships have like they they'll rise not only the dead of the sea but also literal dead ships with cannon gatling guns it's fucking cool they have Warhammer 2 has a sea shanty in it it's so oh, fucking fuck fun. yeah
0: dude sea shanties sea shanties are making a comeback and i'm all for it honestly yeah, it's, oh, a, yeah. it's a mood it's like a it's a vibe yeah sea shanties are absolutely a top tier vibe i'm glad people are rediscovering it it's it's great fucking okay i'm oh. gonna post
3: I, I, in the horsing around channel i'm gonna post uh, the the skaven warlord diplomacy lines <laughs> um oh
0: yeah sam you would have stake in this you fucking love the uh, fucking uh black flag right that game had a fucked up sea oh, yeah. shanties when i oh, yeah. so back in the day when i was first like introduced to to 5 in uh 5e and i got really into character creation um you 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 probably are both somewhat acquainted with my boy sean uh the the yeah. uh fucking sorcerer uh sea magic whatever um and uh so when i was character creating like i i i was so deep into it that i started fucking like making a spotify playlist for music that hit yeah. his vibe and there was a lot of uh black flag sea shanties in there like um yeah they're good they're solid every
2: single one of them could holds up as their as its own like yeah right yeah.
3: william yup taylor is easily my favorite song and that the entire list. Back I found William Taylor. Which one which
0: one was my fave? I think uh Leave her Johnny was like yep, very Mwah. good vibes. So what is sorry, what is this video? Uh, that, that's, a... the, that's the that's the Make treaty diplomacy past. lines. Alright, it, it's you Oh, okay. <laughs> Don't care what Gracie is say. say. <laughs> yeah, that that is exactly what I would imagine these rats to sound like, so. Uh, so. <laughs>
3: Good on him. Um, yeah, these Antis are very. Right, yeah, but, 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 all right, so you see that image of the rat. Now imagine him in football gear. That's what Blood Bowl is.
0: <laughs> ah, okay. He already kind of looks like he has I some form of, bit. like, rudimentary, just football gear. So just, like, bulking yeah, it up. He's a already bit. ready to go. Yeah. He's ready to hit the field. Um, yeah, there's, so, so there's, like, that, and that goes back to the whole idea of them just sort of letting uh people do whatever they want with them so there's there's the tabletop games and then there's like been multiple video games there's the fucking vermintide there's blood thousands, bowl there's... thousands
2: of video games that, like most of them really? don't work like yeah, oh, okay. most of them are bad so like the only <laughs> they only prop up they don't put any money behind uh behind their like marketing for the game until they know that the game is going to be good
0: so like they're
2: all early access and then when people are like oh this one actually doesn't suck they're like here's all the marketing budget that you could ever (laughs) want but it takes you know you've got to prove that it's going to be good first if Mm -hmm. you want to
3: learn more about those games uh, i highly recommend mandalore gaming's channel uh he does uh he, he he's he's on like this fucking quest of like i like warhammer 40k i will review all warhammer 40k games and you're just like, huh? Uh, okay. What do you mean that Chapter Master was a game that existed at one point? What is that? And he's like, all right, but you don't understand. All right, so there, there's the high. And you just fucking sit there for, you know, 10 minutes to an hour, depending on the length of the video. And you're like, yes, yeah, his understand.
0: his most popular video is the Total War Warhammer 2 review, which is an hour and 20 minutes long. Yeah. Jesus I've, I've actually Christ. Been a review,
2: have, YouTube's been uh,
0: recommending me a lot
2: of these things I can see as uh the thumbnails here like yeah, yeah for a long time I've been getting uh these thumbnail recommended to me so yeah
0: there I I guess it's it's in the 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 same vibe of like the uh like the donkeys like the donkey views and the what's it called um shit oh racevic the guy who did the like the years later reviews of like a lot of the action uh, shooters out yeah, there and yeah. stuff like that um but i might have to give this like, guy a look I'll take, take very i very I, good
3: i found out about him through joseph anderson who's easily also one of my very favorite good channel reviewers yeah. of all time mm-hmm. he's so good i love my boy joe so much
0: yeah yeah um but yeah warhammer sounds like a sounds like a very interesting time and it sounds like there's there's options for everybody like it seems like just I by mean, the virtue of letting them do whatever like just giving it away to everybody to make things out of they can I, therefore make anything
3: yeah I, I mean truthfully the options is what got me into it because like i said Warhammer total warhammer T- total war warhammer one came out and i was like i don't know this seems like it's fine you know it came out with like basically humans the undead orcs and dwarves and i was like all right fine but then uh, warhammer 2 came out and it has you know the 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 lizardmen, it has uh the skaven it has vampire coast it has all these fucking cool ass races uh and i was like fuck yeah let's fucking go uh and you know it's it's it it is one of those things where we're like you know You'll just like one of the main guys I watched, especially for Blood Bowl. Uh, he just likes lizard men, and he has like a set of lizard men, and he's just like, yeah, like, sh- like you'd you kind of just find the one you like, and you're like, yeah, these are my boys. <laughs> these are the, this is the crew, this is the
0: squad. Cool. Um, yeah. Yeah, Warhammer seems like a fun time. I I do. We're we're getting close to our runtime here. Um, but there there was you added one other topic, uh, and I guess we could save the other stuff for for another week. But, um, mm-hmm. did you did you watch the Little, Little Mermaid recently, Jacob? Yeah, I
3: watched the Little Mermaid today. I'm so upset at myself. Why do I clown on that movie so much over time? Uh, I, it's been like probably over a like a couple. I, not a couple decades because I'm not that old, but you know, <laughs> it's definitely been over a decade since I last saw it. And I, I'm yeah. just like, sure, the last act, easily the weakest part. Uh, but like the first two thirds of that movie, I'm like, shit, this thing's a fucking masterpiece. I'm so upset. Why'd I clown on this movie? I fucking love it. We throw Prince Eric with in with all of the other chuds from like <laughs> OG era Disney, and he's not. He has actual personality. Like he actually cares about things. And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, fuck me. Why he has I a cool dog. He's a dope he's got, a he's dog. He's got the dog. He does have he's a great dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a fucking great dog. I fucking love. What's his name? I think it's like Max or something like that. Something uh, like that. Something uh, simple. So F- Little Mermaid, great movie. Songs, so songs. Actually, I'm very surprised. Uh, let's see, let's see. where Where's my song list? Uh, songs I think are, in my opinion, on the lower half in terms of soundtracks. Sure. I mean, of course, you got under the sea, which is like a fucking banger, but uh, you know, uh, throw I, throw under the sea on the club to have I, a good time. I, I think I I think I've switched it up, and I think "Kiss the Girl" is now my favorite. Little oh, Mermaid song. great! That's
2: a banger. That song it, it, is it fucking
3: rules. Yeah. Uh, uh, Party your world is
2: is uh, Little Mermaid too, right? Isn't it? Yeah.
3: yeah. Well, it's it's Little Mermaid. Don't let's not talk about Little Mermaid too. Uh, that's a <laughs> play on words. It's a just like, yeah yeah but uh uh yes uh it, that is that is little mermaid as well uh part of your world i i actually don't I, I think the reprise of part of your world is a lot cooler like when she's singing it when she right after she rescues prince eric oh yeah uh but uh because
0: well, that's like the emotional climax like that's fucking... well no no this
3: is this is this is the first time she's Prince yeah eric.
0: oh okay gotcha um i mean yeah little mermaid and the bitch
3: it's... gets impaled which you know nope <laughs> ursula is easily one of the best disney villains like she's fun. She's, yeah. fun she's just fun So fucking what's good. her
2: what villains i know she's i seem to poor unfortunate really souls that's, that's another it. banger yeah, The
3: villain song is so good yeah, yeah poor unfortunate souls really good uh like i don't know it's just so good i i think everyone gets hung up on like the, uh, she doesn't talk and i'm like yeah, yeah but the movie goes to great lengths to explain that she she's a character with enough personality that like it i I don't know it's another thing where i'm like guys this criticism's dumb did you know that mute people exist and have relationships like like i I I understand but like i think in my my dumb kid
0: brain like uh the part where she doesn't speak just frustrated me as a child because i was like I don't know, like, it was the same deal as, like, having to sit through a silent movie and then just have to watch people act without saying things for some reason. Yeah, the counterpoint, when silent you're...
3: movies are great. Uh, no, I, uh, I
0: answer. again, as a child, that annoyed me, but as an adult, I'm like, you could do a lot of cool things without saying anything. That's actually some of the best parts of movies, when people don't say stuff
3: and they act, you know? Um sorry i'm just I'm, I'm i'm looking through stuff and i'm remembering other <laughs> stuff i love about this movie but yeah i mean uh, it's one Scuttle's of the... a great character i miss i miss old kooky mentor characters where yeah they don't have like, those he anymore, clearly has they? no idea what's going on but he's still fun it like, seems
0: like modern disney like like all the you know princess movies and, and stuff like that like what uh Rhea and the magic dragon is like the new one that's coming out they, like they, they're they, they all a take themselves Lindsay Ellis
3: video on that like of like the disappearance of certain aspects of like disney renaissance of like you know the villain song and all of that right like, like mo- look moana there there are parts of moana that i love and there are parts of moana i do- i do not like click with sure. uh and look i love are you the saying that t- you don't love shiny I, I, I look i love the song shiny but not for the reasons i think they want me to love the song shiny <laughs> sure. i i hear shiny and i'm like this shit's hilarious
2: yeah it's great
3: but yeah. not oh my. not because they wanted it to be no
2: great <laughs> in that way yeah no it's we're yeah. not laughing with you disney we're laughing at you for this one yeah they just
0: they they it seems like there's just an air of like they need to take themselves super seriously and like you could you could make that that choice it's
3: just it's just a it's like a refocusing like Mm -hmm. you have a lot more time spent on like the journey itself which is fine uh but but once again like i I, look i my i i know i'm in the minority when i'm like oh best disney movies easy treasure planet atlantis there we go we've done it boys like i understand (laughs) that like that like even still now like like i feel like our generation our our generation appreciates those two movies a little bit more definitely but like i know in the general populace people are like treasure planet what the fuck and i'm like no dude you don't understand jim's dad he leaves him i cry (laughs) (laughs) i die inside
0: and that's in the first five minutes yeah yeah I think I saw that movie for the first time in college.
3: Like, I hadn't Real? seen it up uh, until that, then. That might be true. And statistically, it was me running around being like, yo, fucking Treasure Planet guy. <laughs> fucking- Probably.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, I, it's just like... uh
3: Yeah. Yeah, very good soundtrack. Yeah, great soundtrack. Jim's, uh, Unironically, Jim's theme is one of, like, easily... It's my playlist. Top five Disney songs, if not top one. Like, I love Jim's theme so much.
0: Yeah. They're, like... There's like just a vibe that they're all like all the Renaissance movies shared on unsurprising considering that like it was pretty much the same dudes that made all of them so then they could make Treasure Planet and then they got fucking shit good old, all over good old
3: good old Musker and Clemens I love those boys so much uh I was listening to a good episode of Blank Check where they were like if you think about it if Musker and Clemens doesn't don't make The Great Mouse Detective and The Great Mouse Detective isn't as successful as it was uh, current disney does not exist the the reality we live in now was great mouse detected the first like before any of the renaissance movies that was musker and clemens's first uh picture together wow it it was also around the time when like disney was broke and like mike eisner just came in along with uh jeffrey katzenberg and they're like uh disney not making money we need to fucking do something and like you know they're running around with all these like weird corporate decisions and you know uh you know Musk and Clements are like we're going to make the great mass detective for you let's fucking figure something out Basil Baker Street has been like you know thrown around so many times let's let's try and get this to work and it works you know just well enough for them to get the green light to do the next level of stuff where you know Musk and Clements basically help create the disney renaissance with like little mermaid beauty and the beast and all that uh yeah. allowing for things like lion king to happen and you're just like mm, yes uh, we appreciate great mouse detective in this household voice
0: yeah i'm trying to also I, in...
3: I see I, I do enjoy great mouse detective it also reminds me that sometimes movies do need to be shorter great mouse detective is like 70 minutes long and i sit there <laughs> and i'm like holy shit there are youtube videos that i watch that are longer than this. <laughs> it's so short
0: yeah, yeah, it's it's honestly crazy. It feels like in our lifetimes, the average movie length has expanded greatly, and I feel like it's because of chuds like Christopher Nolan and it, and it's, like it's Peter not Jackson, that. who have it, decided that, that it, to make good a good
3: movie must be long. So, so, so here's the thing: it's it's not that. Uh, there, there's a, there's a lot of different complicated aspects because because in actuality back in the before times when movie theaters existed a lot of directors felt pressure to shor- shorten up some of their movies right uh, which is to say because you can if your movie's shorter you can fit a lot more viewings of that movie into a single thing. Ah. uh I, Funny enough, I think streaming has led to an increase in movie length because you don't have that same type of pressure to be like make the movie shorter you gotta get more people into the theater
0: yeah you gotta Uh, you gotta cycle out the theaters because there's only so many theaters at a given location and then you've got to use them up i mean
2: probably made for uh the in the 80s with vhs uh movies got a little longer then and probably again with dvds and even more so with streaming i bet there's an increase that you can see
3: also it really depends on the director and like just the environment you're in like we've always had long movies uh, as well like you know look i I, look i I know i'm one of the few people who's like "Mm, i'm gonna spend my afternoon watching lawrence of arabia which is basically four hours long uh you know you have lord of the rings uh director's cut yeah Yeah, but those uh, are those are both
2: 2000s right that's those
3: are fairly recent movies yeah that's true uh but, but it's one of those things where like you know we've always had long movies but the reason long like the reason movies want to be long is because directors like just want to like, pop
0: off for yeah, di- directors ever. want to pop
3: off. Directors want to show what they're made of. And you know, you have all these great ideas for a movie. Sometimes the, the length is justified. Like in my opinion, a Lawrence of Arabia or in, you know, you know, Peter Jackson's uh, King Kong, Lord of the rings case. Oh. Uh, so, not you know, much in
2: the Hobbit, but you know, yeah, not so much <laughs> like, like
3: the Hobbit is a perfect example of like the opposite problem where like, he goes too you know, far <laughs> well he doesn't go too far but the studio goes well we need three movies because the last one was oh years. yeah also, you're right a third movie gives us a, an additional movie to get ticket sales off of so yeah. like it's one of those things like it's part of the complex web and structure of how you know making a movie in this uh, under you know uh, the the behest of a publishing house like like it, it's a complex situation sometimes a director will want to like Not typically a director will want a movie shorter, but, you know, sometimes a studio will say, like, you need to hit these things in the movie. Uh, Great example, Wonder Woman. The last, you know, third of that movie doesn't exist in Patty Jenkins' head and is only existing because uh, fucking studio heads were like, you have to have the part where she fights the big guy. (laughs) Uh, She has to fight Rebus
0: Lupin, but he's in a
3: really buff costume,
0: but he's a fucking old British dude. (laughs)
3: <laughs> yeah, and that's why the movie ends before then. I don't know. I don't know what happened. It's just when I have whenever I watch the movie, the credits just roll when the thematic yeah. conclusion of the story happens. And uh, <laughs> that last third doesn't exist. Kind of crazy. Um,
0: yeah, I you're talking about like the, the long run times and, and Peter Jackson stuff. I, I mentioned King Kong just because I literally watched it for the first time last Sunday. I think really um, that is a three hour movie and they literally spend like you can you can pinpoint exactly when the different acts are happening because it's before the island on the island after the island and it's like just perfectly divvied up and i i think at that point it really was just like the second act was like okay so they're on the island we really just want to flex our visual effects like muscles right now so we're just gonna have these guys go to save uh the damsel in distress and then just get fucked up by the fauna (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> for, for
3: lords, an Lord, hour Lord, for lords of arabia knew what it was fucking doing lords of arabia you go down you sit in the theater you get to the like two hour mark and it's like intermission time everyone take 15 minutes it's a long fucking movie and i go thank you of arabia. <laughs> movies gotta bring long movies gotta bring back the intermission even if it's on stream. well like the the hateful eight even has an intermission sequence like, oh yeah like the Hateful Eight goes, hey, the Hateful Eight is like, and Hateful Eight isn't even anywhere close to. I mean, I guess it is kind of close to as long as Lawrence of Arabia, but but it's a pretty long movie. And quinn Tertino was like, "All right, we've reached the thematic middle point of the story. Everyone, go up, stretch your legs, take a fifteen-minute break, come back here, and we're gonna keep watching the movie." And I'm like, "Thank you." <laughs>
0: yeah, I think. I mean, really, if you're if if you want to talk about like bringing back intermissions like now that we have so many fucking mini basically the breaks between episodes are just like the new intermission tv bad hot take
3: <laughs> no like TV. i cannot
0: believe that is that is just you just just don't TV have not actually spin. bad
3: this is a joke but also like <laughs> you know me my brain's fucking broken someone says tv series and i'm like no dude just give me like a, a nice tight hour and a half to three hour long singular thing I can sit down and watch. Yeah,
0: yeah, I, I understand. Um, all right. This dip, is dip. this has been a great co- this has been a great show, great conversations. Brad is trying to make me overhydrate to death because I won't let him in even though the show's drown, over. Bitch, drown. So um, I'm gonna just down this the rest of this fucking water bottle and uh, I'll be back on for uh the rest of the Solock in Like, probably an hour or so. So, tune in for that. But thank you guys for joining me. Uh, And thank you, Brayden, wherever you are, for for hopping in there. Um, But yeah, thank you, Jacob. And thank you, uh, Mysterious Void Man, uh, for joining us. And I hope Thanks, Brayden. (laughs) (laughs) Hope hope your time back in the void with the the lizard people at the center of the earth uh, treats you well. But yeah, Uh, now I will chug. He hydrated
1: on hatch, sip sip
2: pretty slow chug yeah (coughs) oh he's drowning
0: (laughs) (coughs) Uh, stay safe out there
1: peace out